0: All
1: right, welcome to the Minnesota Sports and Variety Show. We've got opinions and now a platform. I'm I'm still uh, workshopping that one. We've got opinions and now you're going to hear them. Um, I, we're trying to make the format maybe be sports in the beginning, and then we'll jump to the other content. We've gotten some feedback that we have non-sports fans that um, kind of want to know when to start, so I, I move the schedule around to to accommodate our listeners because we are so accommodating. How are you doing, Mr. Mr. Zeller?
0: I am. I'm great. I'm in New York City, um, actually at um, a awesome ba- bar in up um, near Columbia University called Mel's uh, Burger Bar. Um, they are very, being very accommodating of me recording a podcast in the middle of the afternoon. So um, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're ever if you're ever um, sort of in the um, on the uh, north side of Central Park, um, uh, northwest side of Central Park, it's a pretty awesome pretty awesome spot. Um, yeah, went to saw the loons on Sunday. Um, went to the zoo this morning. Just doing all the the NYC stuff. And then we're leaving tomorrow morning. We're driving up to um, like, Rot- like Rotterdale or Rochesterdale or I like Rotterdam. I don't even know where that, that. sounds right. So, somewhere in like, up, up, upstate New York, um, up the Hudson river uh, for my sister-in-law's wedding. And then we're going to, so then we'll be there from basically Wednesday afternoon through Sunday and then come back uh, Monday. So yeah, just hanging out in New York city, enjoying everything. Yeah, walking around, walking around. You guys have packed
1: that, like, a lot into your trip. Yeah. It's been, you've done a lot.
0: We're trying to, it's, it's hard with, two kids right we took we took them to the natural history museum on um that sun yeah sunday morning and uh you know it's really cool that they have like all these dinosaurs and they have these really cool like sort of dioramas of, of all these animals and things And the kids just don't they don't really care and we're like stop we just want to get a fucking picture of you with the, the goddamn uh, elephant um or like the you know the gigantic t-rex that's there and they're just like on to the next thing so not as fun for the adults um with a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah, your we'll
1: kids are still pretty pretty young for sightseeing type yeah. of stuff. But yeah, we'll anyway. I mean, my,
0: my sister my sister-in-law's not she's not leaving um, New York, so we'll, I'm sure we'll be back here every every few years, uh, swing yeah, through New York gotta, for a few days. So
1: I got to get to New York again. I've only done like one kind of sightseeing trip, and it was kind of packed in with a work trip. So I, I I need to get there again. Um. Well, okay. Well, let's get into our content for this week, because I know we're kind of packed for time. I've got a daddy dake here duty over here and um and i'm trying to hold my kids hostage with some promising gifts and whatnot so our our time's probably limited on both sides here and i know you want to get back to your vacation so but anyway first thing just i know people i've talked to and just around on the streets the uh the legend that is messy continues here in america um Huge win for the Miami franchise. I mean, not for Messi; he's won everything. But um, you know, he looked happy. Um, they won the Leagues Cup the other day, uh, a tournament that I don't know. Did this? This was the first inaugural tournament of this, right?
0: Correct. Yeah, and yeah. they're definitely going to maybe making some changes next year. Um, they've never. they' have obviously not announced that, but um, all the games being played in MLS stadiums doesn't seem that's going to. stay It I doesn't seem imagine. super
1: fair. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I would imagine they'll find a way to get more Mexican uh, uh, stadiums, if not every stadium, at least some of the stadiums involved. Um, I, maybe they can consolidate to, you know, Mexico City and, and something on the, you know, sure. on the, the Gulf Coast and on the Pacific right, Coast right. or something. So.
1: Some key stadiums. And, and one thing that I didn't like is I, I don't mind the going straight to PKs maybe in the early rounds, like in the. The round robin portions, the group play or whatnot, but once you get to knockout rounds, going straight to PKs—that's that's pretty Mickey Mouse. Like you, you gotta have overtime if it's gonna be a real tournament where you're gonna hold a ginormous trophy. You you can't oh, be like some U, U12 teams that go straight to PKs. I think is a little. Let's little talk silly. about
0: that trophy for a second, because that trophy was <laughs> a monstrosity and just absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I think it was I'm taller concerned. than I think it was taller than Messi is.
0: Well. I mean, honestly, I'm taller than Messi, so that's not the effort. That's not that hard. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're said, taller I than Messi. Reading, so. I was reading about them, and it said he was 5'7". I was like, you know, these are kind of generous, and they're saying Ray's 5'9". I'm like, I don't know. I've been pretty close to Ray. It's kind of like one of those things in uh, high school football where all my friends, like, add 20 pounds to their weight. I'm like, you're you're not 180. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's what it says in the program, right? But, um, right. I, you know, I'm really impressed with Messi. He had a beautiful free kick. I mean, he's such a amazing curler of the ball. It got me thinking, um, we never really learned that when I was a kid and I started playing soccer, like really seriously travel soccer at about age nine and learn how to kick the ball. We learned how to shoot really hard and, uh, to shoot properly and, you know, get the good oomph on it and being over the ball and just good technique. But it wasn't really too popular at that time in 1990 to teach kids how to curl the ball with their instep like this. And that's just something that all these good, great free kickers have been doing for a long time. I mean, you got the bend it like Beckham, but he he is an amazing shooter of the ball and just somebody who is 5'7", maybe, and 148 pounds soaking wet, the the power that he gets on the ball it's really impressive. And, and I've seen kids do this in, um, in indoor. They had some indoor soccer that was popular over in Bloomington. It was like through lifetime. And some kids would just rifle the ball with the instep of their foot. And I just never was never really taught that method of shooting. We kind of did the more on the laces kind of driving the ball, but you really can create a lot of power with and curling with the instep. And that is something that, um, I wish somebody would have taught me how to do, because it, it's it's a really really nice uh, thing to be able to do, and and yeah. and Ray and Ray can do it too. I mean, not to Messi's level, but you know, that's um, kind of yeah. Go ahead.
0: Oh, i say it's power and movement too. I mean, that's yes, the right thing too, yes. Like, it's not even just the power so much as it is like that you you see you see some of these free kicks in slow motion. Um, the ball like it's like a knuckleball, right? If, if, you, yes. if you watch baseball, you watch like Phil you know Phil Nico back in the back in the you know eighties and, and you know, early, early nineties, or um, uh, Tim Wakefield in the, you know, 2000s, yep. like the ball doesn't move. Like, Red it, Sox. It, it, it rotates a little bit, but it doesn't actually like, it doesn't actually, it moves, but it doesn't rotate. Um, that is some of the, you know, when you see some of these free kicks that like Messi and Reynoso and, and Hani Mukhtar is another one who can do it really well too. Kind of
1: tricks the goalie, um, right? They think yeah. they're on it. And then it's like, well, nope, you're yeah. not.
0: Yeah. It's because the ball, the, the ball has a mind of its own really. Um, and, you know, yeah, you're right. Like, I think that's something that was, has not been, I think, generally is not taught in America. Um, I don't know many Americans who have um, who have the ability to do that. Maybe Pulisic, maybe. But, I mean, he probably learned that at Dortmund when he was 16 years yeah, old, you that's know? Prob- probably, so I, yeah, probably, yeah. he wasn't learning that in Hershey, Pennsylvania.
1: So. No, my guess is not. Yeah, that's that's definitely something. I And, like, I've coached a lot through the um, travel programs. And, you know, I coached travel for Eden Prairie for a few years. And I've coached... Um, Uh, you know, just more association with CC United and whatnot. But we, you know, and that's something that I would be teaching the kids have had I known how to do it, right? Like, so they're, they're actively not getting that. So it's, it's each generation kind of passes down that information and we need to get better at some of these things. And I think one of them it is a little bit on the technique like that, like, and some of the things are just changing. Like, as we learn things over time, it was always, we'd push people to the sideline, use the sideline as the extra defender. And then, and then strategy changes over time. It's like, well, now we'd look at where on the pitch are you pushing them into? Maybe I do want to push them to the middle. Cause we're going to try to create a, you know, an odd man, right. uh, situation, yeah. a trap exactly where we, we turn over the ball. So strategy and mentalities change over time, but that's something that it's, I mean, their goals are so few in soccer. A lot, of, most games are one to one. Having somebody who can curl it from distance into the net is just, it's such a huge benefit, right? I mean, well, look at Jan Gregus <laughs> from, from the, the other day. Gonna, You're about
0: to transition into that, buddy. Yeah, like that. I mean, that, that shot was deflected off of James Sands, but the fact it certainly that was. was. <laughs> the fact that he was able and willing to take a shot from 30 yards out. Right. right. I mean, that ball was on frame. So like, I mean, the yes. defender, yes. the goalkeeper would have had to make a save on it. I don't know if the goalkeeper would have got to it. Obviously with the huge deflection from Sands, um, it made it impossible for Barasa. I mean, I've been in, in on the, the end of that were yeah, coming. Yeah. It's on it track. Yeah. You got it tracked pretty much. And then, and then it goes off a defender and like completely changes directory and
1: spins and knuckles. In, and, yeah.
0: So that is something I think that is, you know, one thing that we've always, I think, one thing we've lamented with the loons is that they have they haven't been willing to take shots like that. I mean, those are not. I mean, the, I think the XG on that shot was 0.03, right? So that was not. It was not exactly, <laughs> usually
1: Jan Grey Goose is going to kick it out of the stadium yeah, into like right. yeah it's Yankee up, Field, yeah, right over, center. Yeah,
0: got <laughs> yeah, to the uh, to Staten Island or something, you know, from, <laughs> from there. I'm not even sure if that was the right direction, but uh, but he it it was. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I was at that game obviously, and he, so it was weird. And the cool thing was, I don't. know... People are listening to this podcast. I talked a bit about this on the Dave's I Know um, yesterday. If you you probably dropped in your feeds this morning, if you listen to that podcast, but it was weird because they play at a baseball stadium. Their stadium is not going to get built for another couple of years, at least. Um, And uh, it was, uh, but we were sitting right behind, basically, you know, if you're at a baseball field, basically we were right right in in the middle of home plate and third base on the, like on the field level. Right. So we were really literally right in line with one of the corner flags. And that was the goal that Minnesota was shooting on in the second half. So <clears throat> it was super cool to watch that. It was, I mean, from what I understand, I haven't watched, but I went back and watched the replay. But the line, I mean, it looked weird with all the lines and stuff, and the way the field was positioned. Um, if you look just, like straight down from where we were sitting, like the foul pole was, you know, technically like right in line with the with the sideline, <clears throat> with the touch line. But um, but then you just, you get you you look up at the big screen while like while the play was going on or whatever, because where we were sitting, we didn't have a great angle of like one of the corners. You kind of watch the big screen. It was like, and the lines were really strange. So I can understand why people were frustrated with it visually. Um, but it was a hell of a game. Commander um, like Garcia scored a goal, and uh, I can't yes, say he enough, did. I can't say enough about how awesome the uh, the city supporters were. Um, uh, the staff there were really cool uh, to work with, and as I was the the Wonderwall liaison for this, the, the away trip liaison for everybody. So I was dealing with the front office and everything, and yeah, everybody was recording. Cool. Yeah, you were yeah, we like, on
1: camera quite a bit. Was, uh, I, yeah, that I was, was like, fun. I,
0: it, it was a pretty a lackluster
1: first half, and then it just kind of exploded in the second half. And well, man, what, half, what a game!
0: Yeah, they got that. They got the goal. Um, uh, Boggy went down hurt in the first half. Yeah. I when mean, Grigush came on, sounds like he's only. Sounds like it's just his knees swollen. No, no nothing good. torn. Good. Like that. Good. Um, which is good. We we'll need he, him. He needs. To, he needs to probably. it would be. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't start against Seattle. Sure. Um, if he just, you know, sits on. If he's on the bench, you know, just and if they need him, great. If they don't need him. Don't run them out there. Um, yeah, I would say I a cautious
1: see, approach for
0: see, sure. I want to see Izzy, Izzy he Sh- is um, get the start mm-hmm. in place of Bongi. So we don't have to spend any more time on those loons. I think it was just really cool. Um, if you, if you are a loons fan and you have not traveled to an away trip, I highly, highly, highly recommend doing an away trip with uh, the Wonderwall. Um, it's such a you meet a ton of cool people, new people. You'll maybe people you know, but you'll run you meet a bunch of new people. That's how like a lot of my really awesome. Um, Soccer stories started were because of a bus to Kansas City, uh, or a bus to Madison, or the train to Chicago, or going to Colorado. Um, those are. See, those and,
1: and I just did a podcast on making friends as an older adult, and here's some way to make some new friends, there, right? There, you go.
0: I, I'll just I'll throw this out to anybody who's <laughs> interested. The last game of the season is in October. Um, I can't remember what day it is, but they're playing Kansas City down in Kansas City. It's on a Saturday. It's a perfect opportunity. I think it's M E A weekend actually, so it's a perfect opportunity. Uh, get down to kansas city um go to get, eat a couple of different barbecue joints um kansas city barbecue is phenomenal um, and it's the
1: nicest to, rivalry in sports that's yeah, what they call go, it go
0: to, go to kansas city stadium is it's not as nice as allianz but it's it's right up there i mean it was built several years before allianz so no, ours, is ours is
1: there's
0: better ours is better but it's a pretty cool stadium it's in the middle of fucking nowhere um which sucks oh, yeah, but the um, city but you can stay in you can stay in like in kansas city missouri in the, in the, the power and light district and then it's like a 25 minute, 30 minute drive out to uh, Mercy Children's Mercy Park. Um, Plenty of parking. There's a gigantic um, uh, NASCAR track right next door, (laughs) as well as a gigantic (laughs) water park. Um, If you want to get there early and and take the kids or whatever, I highly suggest doing it. And then buy tickets in the Wonderwall section, which should be on sale now. Um, I know the Wonderwall is chartering a bus to go down there, so if you want to take the bus with the Wonderwall, um, go to mnwonderwall.com. You can order bus tickets. Um, They're doing overnight, so not include. We have a we have a hotel block. Um, you have to pay for your own hotel, or if you want to just take the bus and find a, a friend or or uh, split a room with somebody, you can do that. But yeah, the bus is $100. I believe that the the rooms are $180. Um, but if you split that up, you know, two, three, or four ways, pretty reasonable for a trip down to Kansas City and back. So. And, and yeah, bus,
1: I'll have to I'll have to look into that. I don't I don't think I've seen the loons away. That would that would be fun.
0: And the bus in the bus actually will have we will have a shit ton of beer and. Because we get all, our, all of our beer, beer sponsors to donate beer for us, and love snacks and things Very like cool. that. The bus is, bus is a really cool way to do it if you can. Um, but if you can, not if you just want to drive down there, it's not a terrible drive. It's what six and a half, seven hours, um, no, straight not down too 30, bad. just straight down 35. So, um, you, if you leave early enough, you could do it in a day and back. You could do it <clears throat> drive down, catch, you know, catch barbecue, catch the game, drive back if you want. So.
1: Okay, um, so just just and one one last thing on soccer in general is um some people were telling me you know they they're getting really into soccer lately they're just really interested in in Messi and what makes him different and whatnot so I was kind of trying to I've seen so many of his games lately obviously I've seen him play a lot in the past but I hadn't seen whatever it's been six what was it six games in the last whatever a uh, couple of weeks and uh, one thing that just really I think sets him apart from everyone is that. He can dribble super quickly when the ball remains very close to him. It's like on a string, right? His low center of gravity turns so well, he uses his body to fend people off. He's elusive. You think that they have him dead to rights and then he's gone, right? He times his his runs really well. And he's not one of those guys that's always like, I'm open, I'm open. He makes his run and then like puts his hand up, right? So he just, he does everything kind of the right way, I guess. And um, and there's some similarities with our best player on the Loons, Emmanuel Reynoso. Obviously, you know, Messi's better. Yeah, but we were saying he's 5'7", 148. Ray's allegedly 5'9", 149. Pretty similar sized people. So if you got some small kids, soccer is a good sport to put them in. Um, yeah, Ray also shields the ball really well and gets through those tight spaces. He He changes his speed well, like Messi does. And it just builds that elusiveness where you think you have it. But he can kind of, you know, he's got all the different moves, step overs, inside out. But it really, that change of of speed and control, I think, is what sets them apart. And we kind of talked about that finesse and power that they have. Um, you they, just for such a small, small person, they look a lot so much bigger because they have so much control. Um, one thing that stuck out to me is one time I was playing uh, broom ball, and I'm kind of just an average broom ball player, and then um, I went to play soccer and my friend um tom anderson said you look so much bigger on the soccer field than you do in the broomball rink and it's because i've been playing soccer since i was two and i you know have a lot more confidence and so you know i'm on the front foot and broomball you know i picked up as an adult and whatever and so that 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 confidence they play with just makes them seem so much bigger than they are. Um, And just a couple of interesting factoids. Messi's first goal against Cruz Azul was seen by over 50 million viewers on Twitter in 24 hours, which I don't know, seems like a lot. I didn't go compare it to (laughs) other big things, but um, uh, that sound impressive to me. And then also subscriptions to Apple's MLS season pass have more than doubled um, recently. So uh, I know Messi's pay had some sort of tie to the Apple um, season pass subscriptions. And so he's going to be getting paid a lot of money, me thinks. So anyway, any any final reactions to Mr. Messi? I know what was it? Um the English player uh said that he was going to have trouble here. Um Wayne Rooney, right? Said, oh Messi's gonna, it's harder league than you think. And it's like, I don't know, Jeff Reuter said that um didn't even seem like Messi was trying in that game. And he scored a goal and they won the championship. So I guess if he if he starts trying, we're we're all in yeah. a lot of trouble. <laughs>
0: the last thing about Messi too is that if you watch like watch his game, um, he just walk he walks around like he doesn't run. Um, he barely leaves uh, basically like a, a like a 30 foot radius unless you know when when the, when the ball's in their defensive half, right? He doesn't move until the ball is is basically to his to him, and then he will start jogging. Um, the man conserves energy like a mofo. Um, it's he, he, he's also actually. earned
1: that though. If somebody else oh, yeah, was no. doing that, that was more on the cusp, you'd be like, they're not, they're not putting a shift in, you know, like it's uh, he can get by with that stuff a little more. Like he's got a lot of rope, right? Right. Um, Okay. Uh, So now just jumping on into uh, football, um, Vikings. I'm supposed to go to training camp this Thursday um, with my family. I saw tomorrow. It's super hot here in Minneapolis for those of y'all who live elsewhere. It's like... I think it's like there's a heat wave across the country, but in, in Minnesota, it's very bad. I think today is going to be like 98 or something, and tomorrow it's supposed to be like 105. So they're moving the practice tomorrow to earlier, and then on Thursday, I think we're supposed to go 10 to 2 or 10 to 3, but I, I don't know what's going to happen with the heat, so we'll see but i'll take some notes and i'll let you know um last preseason game not too much exciting that nick muse the the like kind of third string tight end still looks good he's had six catches for 56 yards and a touchdown over the two preseason games um i've been impressed with him we're, we're pretty looking pretty deep at tight end so that's nice um i i only saw a little bit of luis ceña Actually, so I think I saw the one play where he had a good tackle because then I went back and listened to some of the experts and they were saying, yeah, tackling problems again. He's he's moving quickly, so that's good from the leg fracture healing, but he's still missing some pretty um, important tackles and one that was uh, was pretty bad was on running back. Ty Spears that went for 33 yard touchdown. So there was some folks were lamenting that. So our, our, our D backs in particular missed a couple of tackles um, in the game. Tackling in our secondary is, was a problem. So see in the third preseason game, if that continues also um, Addison is in the concussion Protocol. He went to ground during practice a little over a week ago when they were doing the two-minute drill. Um, They said it was kind of light symptoms, and he seems to be doing better. So they'll probably, I'm I'm sure, keep him out until real football starts uh, as precautionary purpose. So that is your Vikings update, Um, David. Anything on the uh, the Vikings? Nope. School?
0: Nope. I'm. uh, I have not watched a second of football this year, so. It's going to get me really, but, really well, really well prepared for my fantasy football draft in a couple. Yes,
1: weeks. I was going to say, but I know you do play fantasy football and that's we're getting on to next. So, OK, you, you will know a little bit about this. Um, Just really quickly on my philosophy and fantasy football, if two players are ranked closely, I, I take the one that I like more slash want to watch play more. I mean, if you play in a 10 person league, you got a 10 percent chance of winning. A lot of people play in 12 person leagues, So you got what, like a 8 percent chance of winning. I mean, maybe let's say you think you're twice as good as everybody in the league. Okay. You still got a 15, 20% chance of, of winning, right? So odds are you're not going to win. It's for fun. Watch the player and the team and the guy that you like, if it's close. Now I'm saying don't jump three rounds ahead to take the player you like, but if it's close, take, take the guy you like, that's the smart thing to do. Right. And so, um, one of those guys for me is uh, Darren Waller, the tight end um, from. He had been playing in Vegas with the Raiders the last few years. He moved to um, the Giants this year, and I he's there's been a lot of chemistry between him and Daniel Jones. They're saying that he's got a great connection with him. Blah blah blah. Um, but one of the thing's I do know about Daniel Jones from watching that Vikings game is that he passes the ball a lot and a lot of short passes, and that's a lot of where. The tight end is. Um, Waller can run after the catch. He goes down the field more. He's a pass first guy. Right now, he's running at about tight end six. I could think he could easily be tight end three. He's um, six, 6'6, six, 255 pounds, and he's just a cool guy. Like the dude was addicted to Oxy- Oxycontin at age 15. He's been an alcoholic since age 16, um, got into recovery like and is one of the best tight ends in the league right now. So he's an amazing story. He's a guy you want to root for. Um, His hobbies include rapping and community service, is what he said. So, I mean, it's just nice to have a good guy like that on your team. So I'm targeting him. Um, Cam Akers has a really low uh, ADP right now. I'm seeing him anywhere around 59th that's running back 21. Um, He's had a lot of injury issues. So I think that's why he's going so low, but the last three games of the year finished really strong. Um, He's a very good player. I think if he stays healthy, he could be well better than running back 21. So it's a little bit risky, but also I'm willing to take that risk. Um, Another player that I really like that I think is going lower than he should is Justin Herbert. Again, I just like Justin Herbert. I think he's a cool guy. I liked him on hard knocks. He seems like super humble guy. I like the way he plays. He pushes the ball downfield. He's got a great um, throwing arm. I've always kind of liked San, uh, San Diego Chargers, now the LA, whatever Chargers. Um, he's going like quarterback 6th, 7th. I think he'd, he could easily be quarterback three four five so it's not a huge difference but if he's slipping if i can get hair bear in the fifth round like i'd be super stoked with that so that's just one little little gap i noticed um a couple of the other like more riskier flyer type guys are james cook dalvin cook's brother running back um 27 to 30th uh Ranked running back His ADP is 81 to 89. That seems too low for me. I like him in PPR leagues. Um, Singletary's gone now, so he is your kind of lead back. Um, he's not going to get a lot of TD runs. He's going to get poached by the quarterback there, Allen, who's a run first quarterback. Um, so, but but I but I think for that ADP that that's too low. Um, anyway, uh, also a couple flyers at the end of you know your last couple picks is this Puka. New cow, the receiver from the LA Rams. I saw uh, somebody had him on TikTok on their list and people are like, don't put him up there. Everybody's going to take him if you show him this. So I don't know. It's just a flyer, but people are liking him. And also Sky Moore with the Chiefs. Um, MVS and Kadarius Tony aren't really that great. Um, I think MVS has never put up more than like 700 yards in a season. I think I saw And that offense, obviously, with Patty Mahomes is going to put up huge numbers. His ADP is, like, 116, so you can get him towards the end of your draft. Not much um, risk-reward there. So, anyways, that is my fantasy football (laughs) preview, preview. Cool.
0: Um, All right. I'll have to keep an eye on some of these dudes when I um, inevitably um, forget to set my— forget forget when my draft is happening. And, um, yeah, so— I get a few of them in my in my in my team.
1: Okay. And then um very last thing, people some couple are asking me like, why haven't you mentioned anything about Anthony Edwards? Well, first of all, the FIBA exhibition world cup isn't that popular of a tournament but it is happening. Um, It's in Japan, Philippines, and Asia. Um, In the um, exhibition games so far, the USA has defeated um, Puerto Rico and led the way with 15 points. Um, We beat, uh, he also had three steals and he was the key playmaker down the stretch Um, versus Slovenia. He had 15 points as well. Spain, 11 points. Um, The big games he had were against Greece. He had 21 points, uh, 8 of 16, in only 17 minutes of action. So that's really really phenomenal um, ROI. Uh, yeah, we definitely need to do that. Oh, OK, not this time. Um, he uh also had 34 points against germany on 11 from 21 shooting um his three-point shooting has been better he's been the key playmaker down the stretch he was in the germany game um kevin garnett's been recently raving about him in social media some people i saw were calling on the new owners to really bring kg uh to be more in part of the timberwolves organization in some capacity when it changes ownership to um a rod and whatever the other guy's name is and anyway the usa the upcoming games are 7:40 40 um, against new zealand and uh, 7 40 a.m against greece on august 28th and then the new zealand game is august 26th so anyways ants playing great that's huge for the t wolves um because they're gonna need him he's the future so uh really good shooting percentage and all the steals and rebounds it's uh really good to see. So, anyway, that is our sports section. Okay, you don't you want to save that for next week. Okay. I yep. uh All right, fair enough. All right, should we we're move running, on to the time, non-sports so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Move on to the non-sports uh section of the podcast. Okay. So now I would like to welcome our non-sports uh members of the podcast and um first thing that we had had on here for a couple of weeks was um was movies. Um you had thrown out um kind of what's defend the most garbage movie that you love and then i threw out what's the movie that scared the crap out of you the most in your life so where where would you like to start david
0: let's let's do with uh, the one that scared you the most in your life i need to, i need to think about my garbage movie take so maybe we'll, we'll hold on garbage movie for next week but let's do the, okay. the movies that scared the hell out of you and okay. you probably shouldn't have seen it at a, at a certain age
1: Yeah, seriously. Right. So the movie that scared me the most was um, Stephen King's It. I saw it when it came out. Um, I was in the eight to 10 year old range, um, just had moved to a new house in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Um, I was like nine or whatever. I rode my bike a lot, a lot Back then you could ride like your bike at night and like your parents didn't really care. And so I was always pretty scared riding my bike around at night, especially I would just avoid sewers. I would like ride in the middle of the road because I was afraid that like Pennywise was going to come out and just like grab me and pull me into the sewer. So that movie freaked the hell out of me. Um, At the end, it turns into that big spoiler alert 30 year old movie, but it turns into that big spider thing that scared me. Um, So that was really the one that that stuck with me the longest. Um, As an older adult, like the movie that scared me the most was The Exorcist. Um, My mom sent me a care package like my freshman year in college with um, probably VHS was back then. Uh, It was like a four pack of VHS and it was like, you know, a couple Shawshank Redemption, like a couple popular movies and then. Exorcist, and I had never seen it. And um, it was like this first weekend that was like Columbus Day weekend where like everybody went away and campus was like just empty because there was a lot of locals there. And so it was just super eerie on campus. And I watched that movie on like a Friday night by myself. And um, those types of movies that are like kind of based on real thing, like real things like exorcisms do happen. Those scare me the most. I'm not I don't get too scared about like. Kind of more supernatural stuff, but those type of exorcism movies, like The Exorcism of Emily Rose and uh, Mothman Prophecies, and those types of movies really freaked me out. And so, anyways, I just went walking around campus, just thinking that like there was demons lurking on behind every shadow for that weekend. And um, and I was an 18 year old man away at school. So, anyways, those are the ones that that stick out the most for me.
0: No, that's those make sense. It, I, I definitely remember seeing it when I was. Probably around the same age. Um, we're not we're not too far apart in, in age. Um, but the one that the one that really and I so I'm a, I love horror, um, which kind of sucks because my wife does not, so I don't get a chance to see. I have to watch horror movies by myself, um, or try and get to a theater when they're if they're in theaters and stuff like that. So, but the one that really that fucked me up as a kid was uh, Poltergeist. I don't know if you've ever seen Poltergeist. Um, yeah,
1: but I didn't see it as a kid though. I saw it when I was okay. older, so I was okay so, with it. Yeah, I could see so yeah, it as a kid. So this came out nineteen
0: eighty-two. So that was the year I was born. And like, my parents had we didn't have cable very very much when I was like when, when I was like my like formative ages or whatever. Like, but we had it when I was we were very young. Um, and we had HBO. We, my parents used to like tape. So like, that's just remember watching the Return of the Jedi. I was like taped off of HBO in like nineteen eighty-eight or whatever. So um, or eighty-seven. So. I remember um, my parents had taped Poltergeist, and my parents are not big horror fans, but for some reason, we had Poltergeist on, I think they just, they just taped whatever HBO presentation, you know, big movie or whatever, they just taped it every week. Um, I put on Poltergeist, I would think I was, yeah, I must have been six or seven. Um, my parents worked split shifts, so like my mom would work during the day, my dad worked at night, so like my dad would sleep mostly during the day, so it's kind of like me and my sister were kind of on our own, I was the oldest. And so like during the day, we just kind of like have, you know, our own run of the house, like. Not something I would imagine letting my children do it at six or seven at this point, but you know it was <laughs> the 80s, seriously
1: right. The 80s, yeah, yeah, 80s so much, di- so much has changed since then. Yeah, yeah like yeah, we micromanage what our kids watch yeah. and stuff. It was a different time.
0: Eighties were a different <laughs> time, man. But um, uh, yeah. So I remember watching like I, I, we I closed all the curtains and was, this must have, it still must have been like two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. But I remember put on Pol- Poltergeist with me, and my sister. My sister's, like eighteen months younger than I am, and watched that movie. And I was, I mean, I was riveted, but then also like just scared shitless for like weeks. Weeks like I, I when the dude pulls his, his skin like the flesh off of his face even though it's a hallucination you find out like that is really really freaking scary um like sh- like things are in shadows um you know parents abandoning you uh, monsters in okay. the closet it really literally hits on every single <laughs> every child
1: single every single here. child
0: night nightmare and it's like, that is like the last I mean it's like it's not super gory or like you know blood ridden or whatever which is nice but it's like it's also just like, it's like a psychological.
1: Yeah, psych- psychological things scare me much more. I mean, Freddy, Freddy yeah. Krueger stuff did scare me when I was a kid, oh, yeah. but but nothing oh, yeah, like the, yeah. you know, 13th, like these eight, psychological on ones.
0: But um, oh, the yeah, most that one got me one, pretty again. Yeah, um, the most recent, I guess, you know, as I said, I, I do enjoy horror, but like, um, uh, Midsommar, that one came out a few years ago. That one really fucked fucked with my head too. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one at all, but it's, yeah, it's, I'm, tra- uh, I'm trying, trying to disaster.
1: remember. It's
0: yeah, it's um, i tried to like takes place on like the solstice, um, in like you know this like very remote village in Sweden where it's like basically light all the time. It's like if you're in Iceland or whatever, like during the summer solstice, like you know end of June, early July, it's basically light 24/7. Like you, it bar- barely barely gets dark, and it was just like a horror movie that's like, completely in the daylight which is a
1: No, really I don't think film. I saw that one. I saw the one with the goat, with like the devil and the goat and whatever. That one was kind of was kind of okay. scary when he's like you wrote you wrote your name in the book with the witches and all that. That was oh, uh, uh, yeah, I
0: can't remember what the hell the name that name, name of that one. That that Anyways, was decent
1: from, yeah, a, from Ari, Ari a his Asher's genre. Does, standpoint. Yeah,
0: he, he's doing a really good job with horror right now um jordan my, Diel, my
1: wife likes hard okay. a lot horror okay. a lot and I'm, I'm not too crazy about it so we're kind of flip-flopped on that one okay. so my wife likes it and i don't really so
0: cool. yeah that's okay
1: cool man what uh, about yeah, we'll, uh
0: well, next, tv well, about shows next, should we go yeah, on about it? i was to say next week if you guys want if you guys have any garbage movies that you love let us know because we're going to be um defending <laughs> the most garbage movie that we love and They're probably not going to hold up very well.
1: Um, No, my my brother is going to love this one because we share a a garbage movie love. Um, Okay, so yeah, shows you're watching. I'm watching like a decent show on Apple TV that's called Physical. Sometimes people say like, what's a show I can watch and like still like scroll on my phone? This is kind of one of those where like the plot's pretty like straightforward, but it is interesting. It's set in like 1980 San Diego. I already told you my love of San Diego, so it's just kind of cool. It's like one of the first jazzercise people. So there's kind of a characters like Richard Simmons. And so it, it's interesting, you know, it's not going to win any awards, but the lady who is the lead is is very good in it. She has bulimia and you kind of hear her Pilsner. inner thoughts yep. or whatever. Yep. And it's yeah, it's it's, it's she's very good. Um, also, there's one on Netflix that I'm watching. That's more of a comedy. It is a comedy called Fisk. It's kind of a down your luck recently DeForest um, lady who goes into probate law. And that's very funny. And it's only six episodes. If you just want something quick to watch. You got any any show rex uh
0: yeah cool um i am i just finished the first season of killing it on hulu
1: oh that's but so I'm, funny I'm i love confident. that i love that show
0: it's it's amazing <laughs> so i have not watched so i have not watched the second season yet um
1: oh uh, it's, it's so funny
0: but yes that one that one i love um i just want and the i think i've mentioned it before how to with john wilson on hbo max yes uh, the third season it's so goddamn good it's it's one of the weirdest shows you'll see um if you like um nathan fielder um that kind of comedy it's not it's not really a comedy but it definitely has the same sort of um vibes vibe to it yeah for sure um i to think what else i've been watching recently
1: um yeah craig robinson so good yeah, yeah I, love him. Um, I loved him in the so office re- he's so good killing it.
0: i've heard really good things about hijack that's a that new idris elba show on apple plus i've been meaning to watch that um that's
1: oh yeah it it keeps recommending it to me on apple yeah Yeah.
0: and then um the other i haven't started it yet so like the second season of winning time just just started a couple weeks ago i watched the first season first season was great um that's based on the showtime lakers uh, the
1: lakers yes my little brother keeps telling me to watch that one i gotta i gotta watch that
0: winning john c C. Riley as jerry bus is is absolutely yeah
1: that's what he said i love john c
0: Riley. well all those will
1: ferrell john c Riley movies are like my favorite movies. so i'm definitely gonna like it
0: um how uh, winning time that's how like so john c riley and will ferrell are not friends anymore it's because of winning time because oh really uh, i did not know that i think will ferrell's production company with adam mckay like they were the ones producing the Uh... and will ferrell wanted to play jerry buss but they basically kind of went behind his back and gave it to john uh, john c riley
1: and so Uh... they're not on good
0: good speaking terms right now so
1: that's too bad Well, hopefully they can they can mend fences Okay. And then um, just going on to music a little bit. So I mostly just hear music like from the radio or like what my kids like. My wife listens to like 94, like KS95 mostly. And just, so it's just kind of like generic pop music. And I I like a song every now and then, but I'm never like, oh, I should download this song. And they all kind of sound similar. So the songs just kind of all run together, like, you know, hip hop, R&B, pop. So over the last few years, when I read like, what are the top I don't know, 100 best songs. Just I had so much to do during the pandemic. I went through and like heard, listened to like the top 50 songs of like a year or two ago, and one of them was this um wet leg, Shay's long song. And uh, they, I know people like either love or hate that band. I mean, they can be pretty annoying. They kind of are very repetitive, but that's a that's a sound that is very unique. And I hadn't heard anything like that on like mainstream radio and then another thing that reminded me of of this recently was the Timberwolves released their um new city jersey and it was really cool jersey and the guy who did it was Young Gravy and I'm like well this must be like a rapper or something so I looked him up and um apparently he was one of the 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 first SoundCloud rapper he um just like put his music on SoundCloud he's from Minnesota from Rochester is why he and people who are younger are probably like you don't know young gravy is but I did not and um he's got his songs are Mr. Clean and Betty get get money and uh his videos are very funny he's got kind of similar dance moves as like little Dickie does and it's kind of like got a little air of like comedy to him but um but I, I like I especially like that um get money betty song and and i haven't i've only liked a few like a handful of rap songs over the last like seven to ten years so and maybe a little bit because he's from minnesota um impacted that as well but anyways uh just some people young new music for for my old ass are are those guys did you listen to any any new music
0: you know i i I tried to but i literally the last concert i went to was a 12 (laughs) rods concert which is a band from the fucking 1990s in minneapolis
1: so yeah well i'm going um, to pearl jam next week so yeah i know i know what you mean
0: i will say that if if you're interested in um the uh some new music um the racket which is um uh an online news magazine that was created by a few of the people from city pages when after city pages got released um they have a um they have a couple of uh, playlist on spotify um one is the racket local music playlist 2023 i think if you search for that that's all local uh, artists um, Oh, cool I've, so i've listened, i've listened to a few things over there so i think they, the they, 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 um the guy who updates. It's good to support
1: it, local a, stuff you yeah know. he's
0: the he's the music the music person for racket and so he he updates it with five new songs every week um some some hip hop some you know uh, dream like dream it, it's it's a, it's a very it's a large variety of different music and so it's, he keeps something every week and then they has he also updates a racket um non-local music playlist for 2023 so sometimes it's artists like that you know you've heard before right like jenny lewis was on there uh, her new album is, is great by the way if you, if you if you like jenny lewis at all but it's also a good opportunity to I'll hear to new songs out. yeah you, racket racket local music playlist 2023 if you search for that or racket non-local music playlist 2023 um on on spotify you should be able to in i think that's a good way to get an introduction to new music um and uh you know new artists and then you can kind of dive into like if they have any back catalog or whatever so
1: very cool very cool wow thanks for telling us about that that's Yeah. yeah i'll have to do that um so okay so there's been a few popular topics over our first like five weeks of doing this and pretty much people Um, Think your take on Paw Patrol is crazy. I get that one a lot. People either love or hate e-bikes, usually love. And then people um, thought it was really funny that I freak out about my lawn. So uh, here's my lawn rant for the week. Um, I told you it's going to be really effing hot this week. It's going to be like 105. Um, my lawn is going to die. All my grass is going to turn brown. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, my water bill was like $105 last month, and my lawn still looks like shit. So um, anyways, yeah, it's it's super annoying, but uh, lawns are a waste of time, money, and resources. And um, I just had to mow it the other day in this hot-ass weather, and I still don't like it. So Brother, not as good as last time, but...
0: You need to move into the city, man. Like I have my, my front lawn. You've not seen my, you've never been to my house. My front yard is just basically like wild natural, like Minnesota, naturally occurring Minnesota plants. Um, and my backyard is very tiny and I have a next door neighbor who likes to mow. So he mows my very, very tiny backyard. I was
1: telling the neighbor kid, the neighbor kid's like super young, but I was like, he I want him to mow my lawn. I think there might be some liability still cause he's like six years old, but I'm like in a couple of years like I'm gonna hire this child to, to mow my lawn for sure. Um, anyways. Uh, oh, and just, um, I, I know some people who follow the show know this already, but I edited my first, uh, podcast the other day. Um, my, my other podcast rambles and rants, I probably should have looked at names before I just picked it because there was a bunch of podcasts with the same name. So I'll pick the one that says Eric grading guests on it. Um, if you want to pitch me an idea, you can be on my show. Um, the first show is a 45 minute long form kind of conversation about maintaining friendships. So please check it out and let me know what you think. And um, yeah, that's about it.
0: Cool. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the, the most recent episode yet, but um, I like the idea. The I think making and maintaining friendships when you're old is when you when you're older is um, is something that I think a lot of people struggle it's with. It's hard. I, I, yeah. I don't. I, I'm a, I'm a, but I'm a very outgoing. Um,
1: yeah, you, know, you are. Um, you're person. you're very outgoing. Yeah.
0: I, I, and so I I gra- people gravitate towards me, and I gravitate towards people. So, um, but my wife is you know like I don't know if she's I mean other than like our. I mean, the nice thing about having kids, like you, you, you kind of become friends yeah. with your kids, yeah. things, especially exactly. like, like neighbor kids, right? We have like
1: um you get like built-in friends because if their 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 parents friends kind of have like oh, their friends oh, parents have to be friends but, with you almost but, kind of. But I will,
0: but I will say, man, like my, my parents, like so, my dad is a very outgoing person as well. Um, my mom very much not. Um, but even when we were growing up, the one thing I did notice about my parents is that they didn't. And they only had my parents had like one friend that they would go see regularly. Otherwise, it was family. Or the kids. And I I've vowed to myself. I was like, I'm never gonna be that parent. Like I have if, no
1: friend. <laughs> if I'm
0: ever gonna be a parent. Like I I've, for a long time I didn't know didn't even know if I wanted to have kids. But when I had kids, I was like, I'm not gonna be the person who like my only the only people I hang out with are my family and like the friends of uh and they weren't even friends with some of the of my my um they weren't very, I mean they weren't so it wasn't they weren't friendly, they just like they didn't hang out. Like until my little brother was born, like ten years, eleven years after I was born, then they became friends with one of his best friends. With, with their family, and they, you know, they invited to weddings and things like that, and, but they didn't really have any other friends outside of, like, literally outside of, like, they, you know, they had work friends they see at work, and that was it. They, like, they didn't go out after work or anything. I mean, it was weird. My dad worked um overnight. He's a baker, so... It's hard to go out yeah
1: that's kind of like my dad my dad basically just had like my dad just like was kind of a workaholic and he pretty much just had work friends and yeah. then and now he's got all these friends through golf but he did not um you know have a lot of friends in yeah, adulthood most of the friends was, were like my mom's friends and then he kind of yeah, was you know like had to was, do couples things or whatever
0: it was so weird that my parents like and i, I, I did talk with me for a long time until i was, you know, started going to therapy and talking about that stuff and it was like oh yeah i, I don't. don't and so like i vowed to myself i was like I'm never gonna be that kind of person where i like Anna has her friends. Um, I have my friends. I make new friends. She, she doesn't really make new friends, but it's not that. not that she's not friendly. She's like she's kind of. She's like she's got the friends that she needs, and she doesn't really need more friends. And I respect that. Like I think that you know, there's 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 benefits to that, and and if that is you know you feel satisfied, and like you don't necessarily you don't need to make new friends, but it's, I think it's I think you're better having yourself open up to the ability to make new friends um yeah and this was kind
1: of about make like making new ones but also maintaining the ones you have and just people grow apart, and we're so busy and so it's just kind of like and and you know and, and just being single in your you know 40s versus married is different and kind of how to navigate with like your friends that are married and have kids so it's just kind of you know is that person really busy or are they just blowing me off type of thing? So we kind of went yeah. through some of those and me being, you know, married with two kids and him being single was kind of a nice juxtaposition of where people are at in life too, yeah, you know? For sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'll have to check it out. And I suggest everybody else check that out as well. Um, yeah.
1: And hit me up at Big Game A 27 on Twitter. If you would like to uh, have your have your own show, let me know. To be a guest and text, you can find Zeller at Texas Zeller and also now on blue sky, Texas Zeller dot B S K Y social and the show. If you want to hit the show up, we're at 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 MN sports variety and um, yeah, I don't know and uh, uh, keep enjoying New York over there. Send us some pictures. Oh, I think we lost him. Well, this is it signing off from Minneapolis till next week stop recording do boop boop and and if they like fishing
0: and out that pimp shit everybody let me you can say okay girl hold your dance in the air and wave like a don't care and if they like fishing
1: and out that pimp shit everybody let me